Welcome to Ladies Let's Talk podcast. We are five everyday women helping each other to grow, learn, and above all, supporting each other unconditionally to live our best lives. We understand that not everyone has a connection like ours, and our intention is that by sharing the ups and downs of our lives with real, raw, honest conversations and plenty of laughs, we can help you to become more of who you are, help you to stand up, walk taller, look the world in the eye and know that you are enough and you are worth it. Hi ladies and welcome to today's podcast. We've got Beck. Hi. Mel. Hey Michelle. Nolene. Good morning. And the lady of the day, Chrissy. Hi Chrissy. Hey Michelle. Okay, hope we're all well. I'm ready for another episode. Um, in episodes today, we've been sharing a little bit about ourselves and in the process, learning some things about each other that we didn't know. If you'd like to read some more about each of us, check out our blogs, which you can find at ladiesletstalk.today. And today, we're going to be talking with and about the lovely and zany Chrissy. <laughs> zany. Yep. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> that word just came to me. Oh, good. <laughs> Relatively speaking, I'm the new kid on the block. I've not known these ladies for very long. And Chrissy was the first one of this bunch that I met. And it was actually at a lunch arranged through my son about a year ago. And over the course of the lunch, we found out we actually had a lot of things in common, similar age, etc. <laughs> Chrissy just has this, this warmth and vibrancy about her. And when you talk to her, you just you just feel like you've known her forever. Like you can't remember when you didn't know her. So some of the things we found out we did have in common, well, we both have sons, no daughters. Um, we both enjoy yoga and both of us have worked in the health field. Um, Chrissy, I worked for a long time in the hospital environment in PATH as well. And I um, was just wondering, how long did you do nursing for? Uh, I actually did nursing. I actually came out straight out of school and went into nursing and saying that I worked and enrolled nursing. It was something I always wanted to do, like from pretty much once I got my shit sorted after year nine um, and really wanted to study that I was going to do nursing. So I enrolled straight after school. I was only 17. My intake was six months after year 12. And I worked six months in Hungry Jacks. So I did nursing for three years and then I did it for a year. And hence that brings me up to what, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 21 ish. And from then on, um, met husband and a few other things. So nursing from then on was a little bit on and off. I did actually re register. I didn't do nursing for quite a few years. And then I did re register um, my license again and then I did a lot of agency work for those that don't know what agency work is basically you're filling in in a variety of different hospitals for people that are off sick so you get all sorts of shifts so and that suited me at the time for my um, lifestyle and, and kids and, and whatnot and all sorts of stuff so tell yeah. us a funny story Chrissy come on nurses see all sorts of things in, in nursing yeah um 
Well, you, I mean, when you're talking young nurses and a lot of the nurses in, that, in those days living in a nurse's uh, home out the back of the hospital, there's a lot of stories going on and around that, but I kind of probably won't go there. <laughs> but, and also being that young and in your training, you do a number of wards, but my best memory, I've got to say, I think was the orthopedic ward because in that ward, there was a lot of motorbike accidents and I don't say that in a good way but you got a lot of bikers you got a lot of young bloke who would constantly bring girlfriends in and it was all about their <laughs> privacy and they would be in the hospital for a long time and if you're laying in that bed in traction yeah, are they called conjugal visits yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> so if the curtains are uh, kind of closed and they have a girlfriend visiting there is no having to take obs or do anything of that degree <laughs> um if the curtains are closed of an evening and you hear some weird noises there is also nothing you are going to you are just going to walk straight past and take no notice so <laughs> discretion Beck, Beck and I can tell you about that in the navy navy boys like to keep a sock in their bed and I won't tell you what the socks for I'm sure you can imagine <laughs> clean up that you might need to do yeah yeah so, do, do you then, give um, do you give a good sponge bath uh you'd probably have to ask one of my patients that but i never had a complaint <laughs> <laughs> so i'd say yeah <laughs> do you still give a good sponge bath uh, no don't do go don't give them now you bath yourself <laughs> <laughs> and chrissy whilst we're on the subject of boys um you being a mum of boys um what is your number one advice for mums with boys wow that's a really hard question and i did actually think about this one um a fair bit because my um my my advice Number one for boys probably is just to keep them busy, work out what, what their strengths and dislikes are and keep them busy. So sports, music, and I think that goes to saying with any kids. So really my other advice that I wanted to give is not so much for boys, but I feel which is lost nowadays a lot. I was brought, The way I was brought up was very family orientated. Uh, mum and dad are, are together and would still be together if I'd not lost mum but and they also live in the same house the number one rule was to have dinner at the table to sit around the table the tv goes off there are and we didn't have any phones obviously back then and even with my boys but no phones which is what we still do now much to the disgust of the girlfriends when they come for dinner um but <laughs> and that was even if it was just half an hour it was it was dinner time, you sit at the table, and I think that's kind of lost nowadays. And I mean, that's how I was brought up. And I think that's probably my number one biggest thing. Chrissy, why do you think that's such an important thing? Why do you think that that's your number one recommendation? Um, it, it just, it brings the family together. Even if you can sometimes, I found sometimes, you know, one person would be in the big salt and maybe they don't want to talk. But normally after, and I don't know if it's just coming together with food, but normally you sit around the table and you do actually, you know, you talk to each other unless they've all pretty much just don't want to talk to each other. And it did get more and more challenging, I've got to say, as they got in their teenage years. But I don't know, they didn't seem to, to fight it or not want it, but I think it's the communication. So... And, and I think that's a, a big thing that's lost in families. I remember looking for a new house when we, when our boys were growing up because we have a fairly small house 
And all the houses I found were designed with a games room, a separate mum and dad retreat, a separate lounge room, a separate this room, a separate that room. And I just said to my husband, I can't do it. It's I'm not separating the family from one end of the house to the other. So, yeah, so I just think it's and coming together for dinner was an important deal. And, and I mean, not my husband. It was actually you used to work a lot um, of an evening and I would still do it then, even if he wasn't home. So, yeah, I, I guess that's, you know, my, my biggest advice is to try and come together as a family and keep the communication open because boys, you know, don't really, they like to not communicate. I don't know, girls, they, they will just blurt out everything and even if it's really bad and bitchy. And here boys, we are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's that whole male stigma. So you try and get rid of that by just coming together and communicating. And if they bring that into their family, awesome. I, I feel I, I've won and, and I've done a great job. I have to say I agree with you. Yeah, well, that, yeah. when we built our house, we have one family area in our house and it kind of combines the family and the dining area and the kitchen is all sort of the central hub of the house. And yeah, that's one thing for me is I didn't want people off in separate areas. You know, we only have one television. Well, we have two, but we never watch the the second one. We only have one television so that there's not people in separate rooms doing separate things. But I have to say, I'm a bit slack on the sitting around the table for dinner because when I grew up, my mum was always working and I, I'm in a very, very bad habit of sitting on the couch to eat. And I know that it's a habit I need to break for my children um, and I thank you for sharing that because you've reminded me again today that tonight we're all home for once in our house, so we need to do that. And I've seen the whole time you've been talking, Michelle is there nodding furiously like yeah, you are preaching to her. Same. Michelle, same, same? Yeah. Exactly the same. Exactly the um, same. Two yeah. boys, and it does get more challenging the older they get, but we have a, no phones at the table and the visitors we have are like horrified that they have to <laughs> talk. and probably Chris is a sign you get the most amazing conversations sometime like we will talk about everything and nothing's off limits yeah and the bug-eyed looks of some of our guests <laughs> yeah it's like, do you not talk about this with your parents? Mm-mm, no, no. When are we coming and for dinner? That's it. That's when exactly we can travel. It. Yeah. Maybe and we'll do it a podcast over yeah. dinner. But we would get that with um in Albany, Nolene. In Albany, sure. Yeah, sounds Albany. great. <laughs> I've got a big dining room here, but look, I totally agree with you, Chrissy, because I grew up in a family where we sat around the dinner table every single night, like. We might have one night, a fortnight, that we could sit in front of the TV to watch TV and eat. And I, I've got a reasonable sized family. There's six of us all together. We had our allocated places at the table. Mm. You never sat in anyone yeah. else's spot. Still mm. to this day, we have mm-hmm. our allocated places at the table. There's someone sitting in my seat. I get a little bit upset. Someone sits in Dad's seat. Heaven forbid, you know. But yeah, I think that's a really important. I think it's a really important bonding thing. But Mel, I suggest you not do it. Don't have to do it every night, but even just a couple of times a week where you just come together, turn everything off and just have those conversations. And I think it's amazing what conversations come around sitting at the table. It's just, mm. you know, people yeah. can't be shitty at the table. They can, well, they can try like, you know, with the boys, 
but it never lasts. We have a shift worker in our house, so it's not going to be every night anyway, but definitely something we need to be mindful of. Yeah, it's great. And, and I mean, we have people come over that, you know, they even want to come back and sit at our table. They think we're hilarious. I love it. <laughs> you are funny, Chrissy, but I'm, I'm glad that you've said that because um, I can give myself a tick now if I'm doing something right because we actually sit at the table not just for dinner but for every meal uh, in particular when uh, we are home all together because Tommy and I do work like our shift work and stuff uh, every meal we sit at the table and eat. I think that's great because it's so I think it's such valuable time you know we all have stuff going on during the day to come together once or twice a day just to connect with the family is really important. And open-ended so. questions so that's something that I like I would ask the kids, how was day? And they say, good. But if you say to me, you know, so who cried at school today? And they're like, what cried? You know, like it gets them thinking about the things that actually happened. So that's been handful. Yeah, that's awesome. So Chrissy, you are our party girl of the group. You know, <laughs> one of the things that I love about you is you just want to have fun. That girls just want to have fun song. They must have saw you, seen you, met you and gone, we're going to write a song about Chrissy because she just wants to have fun. <laughs> so what is your favourite dance party song and why? I'm glad you asked me that because when, when there is a party and no one is dancing, um, I'm, I'm just not cool with that. I'm sorry, but you all <laughs> have to get up and dance because I just love it, right? <laughs> so <laughs> Joan Jett is definitely one of my favourites. I love rock and roll because I just love her. She was amazing. Probably people listening maybe not even go, who the hell is she? Uh, listen to her, Joan Jett. I love rock and roll. Great song. And it, to get everyone up and dancing, I've got to know the dance, right? So it's got to be YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the village people, got to be YMCA, <laughs> got to have that in there. You've just got to throw that in there at a party. The next big one that you've got to have, if you come to my house and you better start learning, is the medicine, the nutbush. Yes. Right? <laughs> Tina Turner. <laughs> Look at Michelle's like, yes! yes! Killing that. And the next one is, I don't know, you guys are probably way too young, but this used to get thrashed in the nightclubs when I was clubbing is the bus stop. I have no idea who sings it or where it's from. We're all that vintage. Yeah. Yeah? Cool. <laughs> awesome. So Google that on Spotify as well and um, play them at your parties and you're welcome to come to my party anytime because you... That, the Macarena is another good music. one. Oh, God. The Macarena. Oh, oh no. yeah. The I played that yesterday because I had to... I won't swear. I had to clean yesterday. <laughs> so I found you chose a track. to clean. Yeah, oh, I didn't choose. I had to. So where's the choice, Chrissy? Freeze framing. My cleaner is in isolation. So I found you chose to on... clean because you wanted a clean house. You didn't have to. You could have lived in squalor. Yeah, but getting... yeah, I guess. So it's a you choice. Hang on, I can Mel. Have you met Chrissy? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen her house, but come on. There, Chrissy makes me make my bed in the morning because she can't cope <laughs> with the idea of me having an, a messy bed. So the chances of her living in squalor are zero. Her so and, anyway, her and Beck will be good housemates. They would be great, and they would both hate having me around because I don't yeah. mind having a bit of mess. It's fine. I throw my stuff everywhere. So no, see that's with it, with boys too. That's another thing. Got to make your bed. Got to make your bed. 
I'm sorry, <laughs> got to make you bed. But back to the the cleaning. Uh, the Macarena is amazing, and on Spotify they have a cleaning motivation. Um, <laughs> Yep. That's awesome. Yep. So moving moving right along on from <laughs> from favorite song dance songs to favorite food. So what's your favorite food? And I want you to describe what it's like for you to eat that. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Sounds almost what pornographic, Nolene. Like? It does. Hey, I could go there. Nolene is it's um, pretty good with the sex. <laughs> well, you know. People can say their favourite food, but I don't know. I don't necessarily need to know why it's their favourite food. I just I like to know what it what it means to somebody to eat that favourite food. Like, why does it? How does it work? Like, for example, mine is chocolate mint ice cream because I love the the coldness and I love the the way that it melts in my mouth and the zing that you get from the peppermint as well as the the melting of the chocolate. So, mm, over to you, okay. Chrissy. All right. So, um, no pressure. Right. I think <laughs> I would go something that I can't make, and that's risotto. I cannot make a good risotto. It's not risotto. It's slushy rice when I make it. And how does risotto feel so, when you eat it, Chrissy? Because I can't make it, I enjoy it more because I can't make it myself. And... Uh, oh, what was the other one? Now it slipped my mind. But definitely also, um, I'll come back to me, Ferrero Rocher, right, the white ones. Okay, so okay. now describe what it's like to eat a Ferrero Rocher. I will. Wait, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. This is just <laughs> amazing. A white Ferrero Rocher with a good glass of red. Oh, my God. It's better than sex. <laughs> Got to be. So Yum. You're doing right. it wrong, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard a description of, of what it's like to eat that yet, though. You know when you bite into it and then you've got that white creamy bit in I've there. I've never eaten a white <laughs> Ferrero Rocher oh, before, so, so I want you to right. describe what it's like so to it eat it. Splurts in your mouth. Stop and it! Then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh, my God, you girls are just, you asked me this question. Come on. Um, and then you have the glass of red. It's got to be a really... How's the phone sex for you on this one, Nolene? We're going there. You've got to have the glass of red to wash it down. No topic off limit. So when you, you know, white, it's got to be a white Ferrero Rocher because I do like white chocolate. White chocolate is my favourite. And um, so, you know, you bite into the Ferrero Rocher (laughs) and the white one. And they got creamy centers. So you get the creamy center and then the red wine. The red wine is very, very important because, and then that kind of mixes and it's just. So, Chrissy, are you biting through the, does it have like the same biscuity outside as a chocolate? And then when you've got the creamy whiteness in your mouth, like, are you drinking the red wine then or like, it's an after yeah. thing, the red wine. No, no, no. No, when you, yeah, after you, you, you eat like, and you can chop it in half and then you have a drink of red wine. Then you So it's like really half. having a, a, a Tim Tam. Yeah, you know those Tim Tam yeah. slam things? But I like a white Ferrero Rocher with a, a red with wine. With alcohol. There you go. <laughs> so it's a Ferrero I'm slam. I'm so glad I asked that question. <laughs> oh God, I'm crying, Chrissy. The creamy white <laughs> centre spurting in your mouth. Yeah, and I do love roll mops too. Roll mops, roll mops are amazing. Oh, that's yeah. revolting! 
Yeah, they're great for a hangover. So do you want why I eat those is when you have a hangover because they pretty much kill what mm. everything that your tongue feels like. What are they? After a hangover. Roll mops. Rolled yeah. up pickled fish crap. With gherkins inside and I've never heard of them. Maybe oh, don't worry about them. You don't need to go and buy them. They're, it's not worth them. your time. Don't no. even, don't. They eat them in like Scandinavia. They used to put them on the tables when I lived in Finland. Oh, yeah, look at Nolene's yeah. face. Like, just, I nah. love I'd rather eat my like vomit. Fish. Gherkins yeah, are not, like, not, they're not cooked yeah. fish. They're raw. They're just like pickled. They're raw. They're pickled. No. Nah. Great for breakfast. You know what? You had me on Ferrero Rocher. You've lost me on the roll mop fish. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to ask you, Chrissy, is I know this is something that you and I've spoken at length about and we've shared different ones that we use and those kind of things. You and I practice meditation daily. It's a discipline that we've worked at putting into our life. Tell me, how has your meditation practice changed you? My meditation practice has grounded me and um, it helps me just to stop. I'm a very, very busy person. I'm a very, very outgoing person. I always having to do something and my meditation helps me just to be present basically which I always thought that was woo-woo like that's just a you know woo-woo word be present in the moment but meditation has helped slow me down stop me and depending on the ones that you listen to a lot of them have a really nice message it's been great I love it every morning um, I do miss it if I don't do it I do I do find that my mind just starts to get busier and busier and a lot of people say they can't meditate because their mind doesn't stop there's nothing wrong with that just try it your mind won't stop it will you know but after a while it actually does work and I was the same when Mel when we sort of started doing it I was a bit like I can't meditate my mind is way too busy but uh, just researching it and doing it, yeah, it slows me down and it grounds me. And you're right, it's not about stopping your mind because that's what a mind does, but it's about just controlling it and having it focus where it is that you want to focus. And it took me a long time because I'm like you, my brain just goes a million miles an hour. It took me a long time to bring it to that central focus. You said you do a couple. What are, what are some of your favourites that maybe our listeners might be able to check out? I, I started with Calm is a nice little app. They have nice 10 minute little uh, meditations, which are really nice. And if you start with the beginner one, and then uh, Mel actually put me onto Oprah and Deepak and they do a 21 day challenge. You don't have to pay for their meditations, you can. I mean, I, I love Oprah and Deepak and they have beautiful messages in them. And they do, they're doing one at the moment actually in regards to the COVID-19 and the isolation which have been great. I've been listening to some of those and they've got, and they, and they may help you through something. Even, you, yeah, don't worry about the mind not being busy. Just listen to the audio. It's it's just, it, yeah, it's super. So they're two of my favourites. I'd have to agree with both of you. I have been following the Deepak and Oprah one as well and it just quietens for a little while and helps you to, sort yourself out for the day really it's really a habit and the more that you can do it as a habit like you say Chrissy when you miss it a day you, you really notice it because mm. it's something that you're doing all the time mm. and while we're on the subjects of habits have you got three habits what would you change if you could change three habits that you have at the moment <laughs> 
One of the habit, one of the habits that I am still working on, and why I do meditate, is that I have a hard time just sitting, stopping. I am just if I am not doing something, I feel guilty. I don't like to be bored if I'm not doing something. So meditating has helped me change that habit that you don't have to be right. And, and, and I think actually Beck has mentioned this in one of her podcasts as well where we talked about is that you don't always have to be doing something. So that's one of my, my habits. Um, the other one is not drinking so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm not saying that from, you know, a bad place, but just more so looking after my health a bit more. Just so, red wine with Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, just red wine with Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's another habit that I would change? Um, is probably listen a little bit better. Not interrupt people when they talk. Yeah, definitely. Because I just always want to... That's because our brains work so quick, Chrissy. It's hard because you're excited and you want to get it out. I, I have the same thing. Like, because my brain's ticking, I'm like, oh my God, I, I need to say something. Like, and training myself to shush has been, woof. Well, I'm still working on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I have a, have a lot of things in common and we, we knew each other for a little while before, before we sort of became friends. What is it that you think made the two of us click? You know, we've spent a lot of time talking to each other over the last couple of years. And what was it you think that really brought us together? Oh, I think we have a lot of things in common and a lot of things that are not in common. But I think we have um, a lot of things that we're working on together, which are the same, which is our busy minds, our loudness, our not being enough conversations. We've had a lot of those. And isn't it? And we, we, we send these little messages going, get out of my head. And we laugh. Yeah, and we laughed and we have similar thoughts. And just uh, the journeys that we've been through, I think, are very similar. And so that, that hence comes the connection. Yeah, I think you're right. Chrissy, I, I first, I've uh, met you through uh, learning to trade Forex. And I'd like to know through that journey, what has trading taught you? Oh, trading trading has taught me a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Best personal development plan. Um, trading has taught me, or it's shown me, should I say, some traits I didn't know that I had. For example? Discipline and focus. <laughs> I am not a very focused person. <laughs> I think you probably knew that before trading. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's bring it out even more. And... But also um, my biggest lessons is actually just being aware of how our economy runs and how money runs and how banks run. And then being a business person, I can't believe how naive I was to the way the economy runs and to, to the system and the government systems that we have because I've just become more educated on that through my trading journey, So, which has been amazing because it's never been something. I just put my um, paperwork in every month and just go with it. But now I'm definitely become more aware. So, yeah. I find that trading's one of those things that certainly highlights where you lack and where you're good. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So sort of following on from that, I'm not sure it really links in or not, but if you could do <laughs> one impossible thing, what would it be? Oh, right. 
Yeah, yeah, nothing to do with trading because you know what I've always wanted to do, like lately, like the last few years, is go back to horse riding. And right. it's I'm finding it really challenging because I do not want to jump in a little kids class with little kids riding horses. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to go to a pony club. I'd pay money to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have been on this relentless search for somewhere so I can go back and because I did used to ride not not you know not a you know fabulous great great rider but I would love to get back in, into doing that. What really stops you? Is it really like what really stops you? Uh, getting a horse. Yeah, bit of a barrier. <laughs> <laughs> you can borrow one. Yeah. No, I have asked. Um, I have asked around, and I will continue to do so. And if it if it happens, um, and I put it out there, yeah, I'll go with it. So, yeah. all right. Well, you've put it out there now. If any of our listeners have got a horse that they can lend to Chrissy, we <laughs> and will they pay... live in Western Australia, and they live in yeah, Western happy Australia. To, happy to teach me. I do. I do know the basics. It's been a long time, but I I can sit on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come ride with you, Chrissy. Awesome. Awesome. Now, one of the things that fascinates me, I've been married to my husband for 19 years now, and I know that it has not always been easy. I haven't always liked him, um, but I guess I haven't always liked me either. And marriage has certainly been a challenge for 19 years. I believe this year, 2020 is 30 years of marriage with your lovely husband. Is that right? Mm -hmm. What is your secret? Chrissy, because 30, like you get less for murder, seriously. <laughs> what is your secret for, for staying married for so long? And I would say happily, because you are happily married now. Like I know you love and adore your husband. What's been the secret? I think this is very similar to the answer that I had for raising boys is it's not one particular thing and it hasn't always been easy and it's not always roses. And I think it's oh just because you do grow apart and you do grow different but it's kind of realizing that point where is if you're going in a different direction because you're responsible for your own direction but you need to if you're going to take them with you I don't know it's, this is really hard to explain and how I'm going to take this across but I think obviously over 30 years things change and you need to be able to respect where they're going and then respect you know where you know where each other is going even if you can you're moving in different directions so it's a hard yeah it's a hard question so I've heard that I mean obviously when kids come along I've got two of my own focus changes within a marriage because when you've got little critters that you need to look after obviously priorities change so when the boys moved out like how was the impact on your relationship because I know you're empty nesters now aren't you yes yeah so when the boys moved out and it was just the two of you again how was that I think it's actually better like we do a lot lot more together now and so that hasn't really changed a lot but I think it's important that you respect someone's life that they want to live it like if Nigel wants to do something and I'm not happy with that then you need to respect that they actually want to do that if I want to do something then he needs to respect you know it's not I don't want to say like oh no you can't go and party every weekend because I want you to be with me 
if he wants to go out and do that, then, you know, you need to kind of respect that and do that. I think that's been a, a big thing. Not try and live your life through their life. So just because you want them to be like a certain person and the best person in the world, don't expect, you know, you can't expect them to be that. So does that make sense? Are you saying you shouldn't try and change them? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So the rule that we live by, and we have this stuck on our fridge, is I don't know many people who readily accept that the breakdown of their marriage was a failure of their own making. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Because I've said that before, like what percentage of your marriage are you responsible for? Mm. And, and people exactly. will say 50-50, and it's like you're not responsible for 50%. You're responsible for a hundred percent. Because if you don't bring 100% and they don't bring 100%, it just, it doesn't work. No. So, and I mean, we've gone through stuff. You know, I've actually left. In 30 years, you'd have to. Yeah, I did actually leave. The boys were, I think, in their mid-teens. I went back home to Adelaide and I went back home over Christmas New Year period. We didn't spend that Christmas together. So it was pretty hectic. So I, I... packed my bags there was some stuff we were, were we were going through and I did leave and came back obviously we're still married but that was hard the boys did we didn't spend Christmas with him so it just happened to be at that time over Christmas and it was just like I have to go I can't do this anymore can we delve into that a little bit more Chrissy because I think you know we do know you as the fun loving exuberant bright cheery happy, delightful person. But I think what people forget and what I've forgotten is that we all have those sorts of issues. So what was it about that situation that actually then brought you back to your marriage? Why did you make that decision and how did you make that decision to come back to that? Because that's a big, that's a big decision. Either and it's putting your ego away. It's saying, look, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I didn't have to leave. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I did actually have to leave because it wasn't going to, if I'd stayed, the situation would have stayed the same. Nigel was going through some stuff, we both were, and he was sort of heading in a track that I wasn't happy with. So it was either I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. So uh, what brought me back was probably the kids and also that I loved him, you know, and my love was greater and I felt that we could get through what we got through and he he also made the decision as well that he wanted what we had. So he made some changes as well. So we both made the changes and hence I came back home and, and bring it back together. And do you think that's made you far stronger today? That did make us far stronger, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we've had... Um, I mean, when we were younger, we had um, incidences, you know, where we sort of split up and we came together. But that's that's sort of just younger relationship type stuff. But we always ended up coming back together. But this is, you know, that's probably our worst moment and the kids being in their teens as well at that time. And that was, yeah. And, and I'm not, I don't know, you girls sort of know me, I'm not the kind of person who would walk away from and just get up and leave. So I'm very i guess people used to say that you know the people used to walk all over me a lot i think that kind of made me stronger in that respect you know just get the strength 
and it's okay to walk away and then come back because if it's meant to be, uh, you know, it's an old saying, isn't it? If it's meant to be, you'll be back together. My mother used to always say it. So, <laughs> but it's really true. So, yeah. With that, Chrissy, um, I've been married for 21 young years and I agree with what you're talking about. Um, sometimes I think it's more, and like Mel said, you each got to be 100%. But there are days and times where your 100% is like 80%. That's all you can do. And I, I know that I have with Joel, we will pick up that other 20% and work together to get that 100%. I don't know if that makes sense. And during such a long time, the essence of who you are doesn't change. Circumstances change, but the essence of who you fell in love with doesn't change. And sometimes people mix the two up, like you go through different stages, you have kids, so your relationship is different because your focuses are in different spots and your jobs and your careers and then the kids get older whole new set of challenges <laughs> and your upbringings and how you, your parents stay together or didn't stay together, like that all impacts how you decide what you want is worth staying together for. Does that any other all make sense? Mm. Yeah, and I lo- yeah, and I love that you said, you know, circumstances mm. change. I think that's a big one too. Yeah, and um, because, you know, 30 (laughs) years, you know, a lot of crap happens in 30 years, right? So, yeah, circumstances change and um, I don't know what it is now. People just give up easy or they don't, I don't know. That's a whole different another conversation. So, yeah, 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 that's just me. Well, besides Nigel, what's the one thing you can't live without? What's the one thing I can't live without? Oh, wow. Okay. Besides Nigel, my a couple of friends, which is great because I did lose my mum a few years mm. ago and she was one of my best friends. And so definitely you guys and my beach. Mm. My beach is my sanity place. Me too. I love the beach. Mm. If they, if, if they shut the beaches down, I'm sorry, I'm still going down there. You can arrest me and find me, but I need the beach. <laughs> not that ours is very isolated. Ours is very isolated. It's like I'm not breaking any rules. Yeah, I'm the same, Chrissy. I ride along the beach every day and it's just, uh, it's like a meditation for me. It's a very calming, grounding place. I know what you mean. Well, ladies, we've got... We've learnt a lot about Chrissy today. Hope you've all enjoyed learning as much as we have. We look forward to joining us again on another podcast. But until then, please walk taller and remember you are enough and you are worth it.